2: talk about gay sex is a weekly podcast available on all podcast platforms if you like us rate and review us on itunes and if you really like us help support us and visit our patreon page it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and become a member and get extra special perks Hey, what's going on? You're listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, alongside <laughs> Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm well. How are you? My co-host. Yes. And we're filming a little bit of this today, so check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Talk About Gay Sex. Happy holidays.
3: Happy holidays. I know. I Hanukkah, seen- Kwanzaa, all that fun stuff. All the
2: above. And today, we're actually, I'm celebrating... Uh, Jeremy's birthday. He just yes. had a birthday, December fifth. Cheers! Cheers! To me. And we are drinking. I made his very favorite drink, a Moscow Mule.
3: I just love them, and they have to be in this type of glass too.
2: See, he, so he's talking about a copper mug. Um, that if you're watching us, you'll be able to see it. Uh, what do you think? How does my Moscow Mule? It's very, fare? very good. Okay, good. I got the right ginger. The beer. The ginger beer does it in. Good. I didn't know. I, I'm so. Um, I thought ginger beer was like a beer and it turns out it's not. It's like sort of yeah, like it's, a mixer.
3: it's pretty healthy. I mean, it's not too bad. It, I mean, there's definitely sugar in it, but it definitely has some ginger root too and it's not uh, alcoholic at all.
2: Yeah, and this one has agave and so we used a good juice. Oh, no wonder why juice. it's good then. Yes, it's, it's lovely and amazing. So, what did you do um, for your birthday?
3: Uh, so, for my actual birthday, of course, it was like uh, it fell on a Wednesday, so I just went out with one of our good friends and we went out to a cafe and just were all giddy and we had some cocktails and then just some dessert to celebrate and then that was it. And and then uh, Friday night, I went to a super fun uh, friend's Christmas party as her date, and nice. that got like crazy and wild. And then we ended up at a gay bar after that with her and her boyfriend and some of her coworkers, and it was just a long night.
2: I heard it was. I heard you told me before offline that it was a Middle Eastern restaurant, and they had really hot. It was
3: Egyptian. Oh, Egyptian. Yeah, and it was very cool inside. It's like very. Uh, boudoir-esque type of restaurant. And they had, like, a belly dancer with candles on her head. And, huh. and, yeah, more and it was guys open like bar. Serving. And, she had, and they, they had a bunch of, like, male models that were serving all the, like, lamb chops and hum- falafel and hummus and all that fun stuff. Tzatziki and all that good yeah. stuff.
2: Yum. Well, let's give them a plug. What's the name of the restaurant?
3: It's called Casa La Femme.
2: Casa La Femme in the West Village. Yes. So check that out. It's on
3: Charles Street. Nice. Yes.
2: Another birdie also told me that you may or may not have been not allowed into a bar. Yes. What's this? Oh, Are you, were you getting was, sloppy? That was so embarrassing. So it
3: was after that long night, uh, we ended up going to a different club, and my girlfriend went home with her boyfriend, and they were over it and tired. So I went out with one of our other friends who always finds it hilarious when people fall on the ground. <laughs> and I just so happened to, I'm not really a sloppy drunk, but I just so happened to uh, slip on the sidewalk in front of all the three bodyguards that were at this club. And, and granted, so, for people that
2: don't know, it's freezing here in New York. Yes, it really, really, really cold. So not, anyways, probably not snowing, I was
3: wearing like dress shoes, and they were slippery on the sidewalk in general. And I'm not a sloppy drunk, so even if I was like completely wasted I can still stand up straight so I slide right in front of them and then after that they were just not having it and so they said no and I was this has never happened to me before and and it was fine it wasn't that serious I've been there enough times it's like whatever if I didn't get in I'll come back another time but right. they were like angry and like not nice about it but there was just no explanation and the best part was my friend was already inside And waiting for me to get in. And so I had to like open the door, yell in for him to come back out. And it was just like kind of embarrassing when you don't get in and they don't have any like explanation. But are you? So the best part is he goes to uh, a burger joint close by. Your friend? Yes. And we both go together. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me try again just to see. Cause I just wasn't gonna give it up because I was actually pissed that I didn't get in. So I go back and now. There's a gay guy that works the doors at a lot of New York parties that I know and Perfect. knows me, and I still didn't get in. They said they told him right as I was walking back up, this one's a no for tonight. And then I was just, like, mortified. Oh so in in a nutshell, I gave that up for that night. But I was just oh my like, God. my friend still thought it was hilarious, still doesn't really understand why. <laughs> yeah, I why. know who this friend is. <laughs> you
2: can... Meanwhile, I remember when he fell in a, in a little island called Mykonos, and <laughs> and it wasn't cute. So um, I'm talking he was limping for a while. So oh you should God. watch when he makes fun of those people that fall. I think it's funny too. But now when your friend falls mm. and doesn't get in, and are you assuming that you didn't get in because they assumed you were drunk?
3: Yeah, I think what I assumed was that I think they kind of took it as I would be their project. If they let me in, I think they were thinking it, it would be too much follow. work. was an honest I know, and the best part they... is usually if you fall on the ground and you're drunk, or I didn't fall on the ground, but if you slip or anything, you can't really balance to get straight back up. I was yeah. completely fine. We've I walked. seen,
2: you and I have seen plenty yeah. of people... Um, fall at, <laughs> a lot of at, our at a, a, another too. bar and they'll yeah. fall like on concrete. Oh yeah, face down. And it's like brutal. You can hear yeah. it smack down and it's they like actually get hurt. Too. Yeah, it's scary. And and then you see the security guards have to you know help prop them up and it's mm-hmm. they're out. Yeah. But I think they're down for the count. Once again, for sure. those of us that live here in, in New York or other big cities like Chicago or wherever where it gets cold and it's icy you know, everybody at some point falls. Of course, you just do. I yeah. mean, And it's embarrassing. And, and
3: there's stairs everywhere, and you're like, so everybody's in a rush to go they somewhere. Did you mention that? Listen, I just... They didn't really care, and I could tell, like, it wasn't...
2: They weren't going to have ca-
3: it? I, yeah, they, they were just, like, it was a no. Wow. It was not going to be, like, something wow. that was, like, wishy-washy. It was a definite no. So not was my like, favorite you know what? bar, it's fine. normally. No, industry. it's not. <laughs> We will say that name in here.
2: <laughs> I don't hate it, but it just (laughs) seems like that would be the case that they would do that. Anyways, anyways, I was just I um, was in San Francisco. I went back to San Francisco. I went to go see this great. uh, We
3: love San Francisco.
2: Love it. I got to see the Golden Girls Christmas uh, Golden Girls live, and it's drag, and it's got it stars Hechelina. She's a Huge, um, famous drag queen in San Francisco, but a lot of people know her internationally. Darcy Drawlinger's in it. Um, Matthew Martin, who played uh, the Rue McClanahan part. And where was this? Uh, so at the Victoria Theater in San Francisco, it's an annual tradition. I forget what oh, year. Cool. They're on their like, 11th or 12th year, or maybe even more. It's like a full-on, they do two episodes because if you know anything about the Golden Girls, they really only did two Christmas proper episodes. So... Here they are. Oh, after, in the seasons of it. In their season it in all the years place. that they were on. Oh, okay. So what they do so now. So they
3: recreate those scenes of
2: that? No, no, because people would be bored and they wouldn't want to go. So oh, they just okay. do two new episodes, but the stage is, has a, like a tree. Oh, okay. And when they can, they incorporate, you know, congratulations and Merry Christmas. And they'll say, you yeah. know, just, yeah. but it's so, it's a, it's a Christmas tradition in San Francisco. That's cool. It's hilarious. And they it's are,
3: their benter. I'm assuming. Yes. Like they, they, they
2: after them. They literally do, they, Look like the characters <laughs> in Golden Girls. They, they've got all the affectations down to the, and then with a drag twist, of course. Yeah, and of it's course. hilarious.
3: Exaggerated at some point. Yes,
2: it goes on for a little bit longer if you're going to be in San Francisco, but it's selling out. So. You know, check your tickets. But I also got to see uh, Vanessa Williams, one of my favorite we singers at Davie Symphony Hall. She was amazing performing with the interdisciplinary or interfaith uh, Oakland Gospel Choir. Cool. And with the symphony, Davie Symphony. And it was just magnificent. I mean, you're in this iconic... Hall of a, a. You know
3: what's so funny about that too is that I remember, like, when I was growing up, that Christmas movie that came out with her and how excited oh, I was yeah. about that. And so it's just. <laughs> oh, funny you mean because the one? Are you
2: talking about the one where she plays um ebony yes ebony yes. scrooge she, but she's like yeah, ebony like to that. a black girl and they play that whole story i line. love that movie i loved it too you, it comes we on we have to watch it let's I mean, watch it it's, it's on like every... on
3: 24 nights of christmas or something like that <laughs> that is so but funny i, I always remember that growing up and i that was like i think not the first time that i saw her but like it was one thing that i loved and it was definitely like a a holiday movie to watch it's totally a holiday it's movie cheesy and but fun. i love it and it's so cute
2: yeah and, fun. and she's good yeah. and yeah and she also has two great christmas albums throughout the years that are so good so get those if you don't already have them i also got to see um this guy that i've been talking about before i mentioned him the be- uh last episode and i think the episode you were on too. yes yeah Uh, That him and I uh, uh, used to hang out in the 90s. And you met 20 years later. Met 20, yep, a couple weeks ago or a month ago. And we got together again for the second time. And it was just as good, if not better. And yeah, I will tell you more on our after show exactly (laughs) the details (laughs) of what went on. But let's just say it was amazingly mind-blowing. That's good. Good old American sex. And that's the best on a trip, too. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. So um, it was awesome. And yeah, so we'll see. I'm going to see him again right after Christmas. Very so cool. We'll continue on that. But let's get into some topics here that have been on the airwaves. Uh, one of them... We reported last week, you weren't on the show, but um, Steve Carpenter and I were talking about the president of Grindr, who came out as saying he's a heterosexual straight man Mm -hmm. and said that he doesn't believe in marriage between, you know, same sex, same sex marriage. He's married. Are you kidding me? And he backpedaled it, you know, of course, damage control, right? Yeah. I swear all these people these days that
3: are in really high positions are really, like, I think they need a little bit of coaching when it comes to uh, how to pre-interview. Yeah. Because even uh, that situation with Victoria's Secret and what was said about plus size and transgender... Models. It's a different subject, but it's still like it's somebody high up that has something ignorant to say. Right. And you once it's out there in today's day and age, things go viral so quickly. It's like hard for you to take it back. And then on top of it, if you don't support a certain group of people, this guy's probably making bundles oh, and gosh. billions of dollars on owning on Grindr, this company. Yeah. But you don't support like the way of life is just so ironic and so interesting. he's
2: he's um. I think he's Taiwanese, I'm, but I, he lives in America, so I'm, I'm not sure. But he, he's married. He was trying to say he backpedaled and then, of course, went on to say that, well, you know, my marriage, I'm married to a woman, happily married with kids. And for I'm only speaking for myself. But it still didn't stand hold I also would be
3: interested to see if he's like a closet case and he's the owner of this for like a reason or... So
2: here's what he said. Scott Chen, the president of Grindr, said, the reason I said marriage is is a holy matrimony between a man and a woman is based on my own personal experience. I am a straight man married to a woman I love and I have two beautiful daughters I love from, from, uh, from the marriage. Good for you, honey right? boo boo. This is how I feel about my marriage. Different people have their different feelings about their marriages. You can't deny feelings about my marriage. Well, that still doesn't really explain why no. he said, of course he is in love with his... Or it's great that he has the children and mm-hmm. that he he's straight, so of course he married a woman and he's happily mm-hmm. married. But And that's of course how he feels. That's yeah. just always understood. But that, that doesn't really explain... I just think it... I, but that I doesn't... Hold on. But that doesn't really explain why he would then you know being the owner or president of of a gay hookup site yeah. that's your core audience is to say you don't believe in marriage for them it his explanation doesn't hold mm-hmm. up and so
3: and it doesn't back it the, like so as a result
2: the new news is that and there is something new to this Grinders communication director Landon Rate uh, Zumwalt he has um He has stepped down. He says, as an out and proud gay man, madly in love with a man I don't deserve, I refuse to compromise my own values or professional integrity to defend a statement that goes against everything I am and everything I believe. Wow, good for him. So he left, he's stepping down as Grindr's communications director. And that's the whole thing. I mean, you just said it earlier when people in these high-ranking positions, presidents of, and they have these core audiences, they have communications directors, Mm -hmm. right? Well, uh, your communications director for your gay company is a gay man. I know. And now he's going to have to go on record and defend your statements when...
3: Stupid things that you have to say. That
2: you never thought of before you said it. Right. So I applaud uh, the communications director, Landon, for stepping down. I mean... Couldn't have been an easy... No,
3: that's a big move. But I think it's also a big move in in what he lives for and, I mean, what he believes in. Right. If he stayed and supported something so ignorant, right. I mean, it doesn't really go to show...
2: Particularly in his field, because he his sole responsibility is, is being almost the press person, yeah. the communications for the director for the company. And this is something that he would have to address. How do you... Ex- address something that you don't believe in. And yeah, so I think he made the right choice. And
3: I think also in that position, don't they usually provide the questions that you're going to be asked, like even 20 minutes Sometimes, before? Sometimes, I mean,
2: but they, there's a lot of room for people to, you know, to say their own yeah, thoughts. And that's so, true. yeah. And dig. Right. In exactly. different directions. Right. Um, I wanted to report also on Facebook is not going to allow any more sexual solicitation. To, but So in other words, I think there, Facebook has announced that they're not going to allow people to put sexually suggestive postings that would say, Oh, I'm... Top and bottom. I'm horny tonight. Oh, I'm... A top. So in other words, I think the ruling or what they're standing up against is you know, say like the Craigslist, maybe people since Craigslist went down, maybe they found people putting up suggestive dialogue that would say, you know, oh, I'm available tonight. I'm a top. Is anyone... However, it's going on to include you can't put images of your butt up anymore. You'll be taken down. You can't put uh, sexually drawings. So like, you know, when I've had that's uh, Tom just so ridiculous so it's gonna be there's so much censorship going yeah. on right now we're seeing it where is that coming from do you think well when we were talking about this on the last show that when so many of the major companies youtube facebook instagram are all there's only a few owner company owners and they're all getting pressure from different groups and like you said there's a lot of our government right now is mm-hmm. all about censorship. So
3: you heard about Tumblr.
2: We talked about it on the last show, yeah. and Tumblr's being taken down. You can already see people taking down yeah. sites that you may have. So right
3: now, If anybody is, has any interest, so everybody, I noticed that the things then that I follow on Tumblr for just extracurricular activities. No, we talked so watch, about it. yeah, all the. They, it's our. They're trying to uh, get their fans to follow them on the. Twitter platform because oh. Twitter hasn't yet changed the restrictions, so Twitter oh. doesn't have any regulations. So if you're, uh, if you're a fan of amateur or like
2: or any Tumblr. cell phone
3: videos or that type of porn, a lot of things that are homemade videos and things, that's what you'll find a lot of on Twitter. People and are then a switching lot of it the over to Twitter. Are switching over to Twitter if they don't oh. already have both.
2: Right or just putting yeah. Yeah, deleting their initial. And I've
3: noticed Twitter has been, it has helped out people that uh, do have uh, their job as a sex worker. Right. For advertising, they use Twitter because Twitter lets you post small clips of things and like they can promote their OnlyFans pages on there and all that stuff. I have a friend,
2: I have a friend that he does, um, it's actually, it's massage, but it's. Uh, fetish-driven massage, and so it's not even necessarily. It's it would fall in the sexual category, but it's not in, a, it's, in the realm. But yeah, it's and, just and because it's, it's like, like a your whole body and levels to the whole thing. And I'll see he puts on Twitter several times like that when he's available for the next several hours, yeah. and that doesn't seem to be ever you know taken down. There, um, I've
3: noticed they're the only ones. Them and uh, Instagram are the only ones that have less censorship at the moment
2: well instagram though owned by facebook mm-hmm. you we actually and talk about gay sex that's the whole thing um certain things like if we try and promote some of our postings it might just say and you know episode you know 64 about i don't know prostate something And we'll get taken down for certain sexually explicit... things. We certainly do on... It's also
3: life. We
2: certainly get taken down uh, even before this ruling on Facebook. We would get, you know, if you tried to promote any of our posts, most of them don't get promoted mostly because of the words sex, gay sex, is in our, you know, in our title. And so... And oftentimes we'll have somewhat of a sexually provocative picture, but it's certainly it's not negative. It's not naked, and we'll still get you know not taken down, but yeah. we won't get a Im- well. Approved. I do see some accounts on there are like I've noticed
3: <clears throat> even like some of my friends they there are just certain people that get away with posting more rather than others. I really? Mean, yeah, and I've seen some pages like I follow one Instagram that I love, and I think it's called. But it's like a really cool page. It's, I think it's called Travelin' Bum, and it's people's butts like all over the world. Of but course the, it is, yeah. But a lot of times it's a story about them individually, about the person in the picture. Okay. And it's all different races, sizes of gay men. Right. And it's their butt, and it's like a butt <laughs> selfie, but in in wherever they live, and then a, a whole story about them like below it. And I, and I like it. It's is this a, cute, a website or a... No, it's an Instagram uh, okay. account. <clears> okay. <throat> So it's not only New York, it's like all different places all over the world, uh, they post pictures and then there's like a description of like someone's coming out story or just
2: like... Oh, that's cool. Cute, funny What's it called again? Travel and Bum. Travel and Bum, okay. Well, I'll try and list that for you guys on there and see what Jeremy's following. I know that you can also do, like when we do our live podcast shows, but it's like a private event. And I think if you have Mm -hmm. a private group, you can then post more sexually explicit material on there. It's just, you know, we just have so many other people, like I know we have Master Joshua who is constantly promoting his mm-hmm. his corrosion parties and all of his groups and I'm sure that, I'm wondering if that will get taken down because it said- I hope not. It did put fetish in, in their statement too. In that too. category mm-hmm. of things And that so it sucks because I just think, you know, There's more and more censorship happening left and right. I mean, we just reported on Tumblr, and then here we are now talking about Facebook clamping down, although Facebook is in a lot of hot water on so many other issues anyways that who knows. But, you know, we're losing so many of our freedoms. It's, yeah, it's kind of a scary time, people. So we will continue to report on what's going on with that. Yes, Um, for sure. In other news and I'm I'm curious if you care, Michael Lucas will retire from from porn, not directing and producing but putting himself in his own porn, Michael Lucas in 2020. Do we care?
3: No, uh, that's not a current event. For I
2: don't me. think. I, I don't think I care either. I was never really a fan of that, but uh, whatever him. he wants
3: to do works for him. Is sounds good.
2: Yeah, Michael Lucas unfortunately doesn't get. Um, you know, more power to him if he's been going on this long. We just there's, you know, the straight up, um, straight up gay porn, which is a site that reports <laughs> on all things porn related, and mm-hmm. they do the straight up gay porn awards. They, um, they uh, were reporting on this and reporting on how really, in his reputation throughout the years hasn't been the greatest because you know handing out drugs on set. Uh, I actually had had a friend that was trying to get into porn and Michael Lucas was interested in him. And sort of cut corners and a lot of de- had him go to his personal doctor and immediately was having him on certain yeah he medication likes to all of and yeah. and control it yeah. and not always I've heard
3: that's the way that he functions for being like if you work for him or in his company right I've heard that that's how things work it's just like restrictions rules and right. he he calls the shots pretty much I mean right which it's- is fine I guess. A lot of companies work like that. It's just, in his field, I guess, it would make some people feel uncomfortable. Right. Or most
2: people. (laughs) Right, and so that's why I was like, I also
3: would never, I mean, I think if it was me, I wouldn't include myself. Like, if you're the expert at creating scenery and things, I guess I just love being behind the scenes that I think it would be fun to orchestrate these beautiful situations with men that he puts together Mm -hmm. but i just would not throw myself in the mix and i just feel like he's gotten definitely in that mix of like loving seeing himself in the films or something like that if you know what i mean
2: right um on new now next michael musto for many people that know him was interviewing him recently Mm -hmm. and it said that lucas says he's retiring as a performer in 2020 not a producer which means all of the and this is um I think it's new, now, next. Uh, So that means that all of the abuse and harassment he's carried out behind the camera as a studio owner will no no doubt continue. (laughs) That was new, now, next saying that. So um, we've all heard our stories about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I would imagine that if you are in the porn industry, you hear these stories um, that you can just switch over... To so, a different
3: company that's better to work for. Yeah, now with people doing OnlyFans... Only like my friend that <clears throat> I was
2: talking about, uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he's still going to work with Michael Lucas Productions anymore, but I know he has his OnlyFans page and so many mm-hmm. performers are doing that and making their own money. Which is really
3: cool for them, I mean, because you get to run your own business for yourself. Which, right, right, absolutely. And who has your best interest but
2: yourself. Right, exactly. And so... Um, you know, I just think that's kind of like the the best way to go. But mm-hmm. yeah, it can be a seedy world. And they were just reporting on some of the other atrocities that he's done throughout the years. Oh, really? Um, w- one of them, and I'm curious because you were always talking about race. Um, he had a movie come out uh, that was called Black Cox Matter, Black Lives Matter, I know, Black it's Cox so Matter, ignorant. and the performers, the African American performers that were in it didn't know that that was going to be the name on it no sure. it was title s yeah. at the time and we were pissed well the other and... thing i
3: would think of
0: baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season step into the batter's box for bet mgm swing for the fences free to play game pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing if you get a single
3: about is i think when you're in that moment of filming that who's really gonna sit there and be like oh i don't want this to be named something because i i guess it could slip your mind i think i don't think that oh you mean for them not to ask yeah yeah no i'm not mad at them they just
2: didn't know no
3: i know but i feel bad for that situation like after it comes out then you then you're like you look like the jackass that Is in that
2: scene. Max Connor, who was in it, K O N N O R, says, I um, tweeted, I worked on this project, and if it means anything, we weren't told what the name of the movie was. I do understand, though. So, um, yeah, that's kind of tone deaf, horribly racist and wrong, and just goes to show he's on left field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, there's another thing. Uh, so every single model who appears in a Lucas movie is on prep. Michael Musno asks. Sure. Also, there is absolutely no way that Michael Lucas could or should be able to confirm who or who's not taking prescription drugs on his sets. Unless, of course, he's referring to the time he randomly hands out someone else's prep to actors on set. Someone who reports. And... Spoiler alert, popping two Truvada 15 minutes before filming will not protect you from contracting HIV at all. Oh, my Uh-oh, Lord. I know. So, yeah. There's has... a protocol to it. It's not just like. Uh, yes, we know. We've talked a lot about that on this show about prep <laughs> and will continue to. And is more reason that you shouldn't just trust anyone that says. Of
3: course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're on it. No, Um, with that
3: topic, I mean, it's not, I don't think even for your work environment, I get that that's what their field is with sex and everything, but it's like really a personal decision. It's not something that somebody else should be able to decide for you. Right.
2: Even if it is your boss exactly exactly so i know you watch a lot of porn or Mm -hmm. you were i mean although you're losing it some of it because now i mean it was tumblr one of your go-to's
3: yes it definitely was but i have i I have also been switching more over to twitter just because it's a lot of exactly what i like and on twitter what you can do is much like instagram you can follow accounts that are just what you want to see okay and so what those accounts do is retweet think people's uh, videos that are things that you would like. Oh, okay. And then what one of my other uh, guys that I've slept with in the past <laughs> told me he we were randomly chatting on uh, Instagram uh, DM message, and he was telling me a really good thing to do because he loves Twitter porn also. Right, is to like the videos that you end up liking, like put a heart that you can select like liking on Twitter them on Twitter. And it saves them all in a list for you. And then I'm like, oh, oh. my God, this is even more brilliant because now I can reference back to things that, like, when I want to get <laughs> off quick or something, I don't know. So, what just, do you do? You
2: just, if you like a video uh, on any.
3: You can heart it. And if you heart it, you can heart it, you can comment it, or you can retweet it. Okay. And so, if you heart on it, it will uh, save to a list of everything that you've liked.
2: Oh, and so it's a good reference go point. Yeah. How or convenient. Just, but
3: also, Twitter has a lot of other things that there's politics and there's like oh yeah, I know, yeah. I follow a but, lot, of, yeah. But the porn stuff, I literally like made my own separate account that like doesn't have my name on it, so that oh, I can okay. just collect the porn that I want. Jeremy watch. doesn't want anybody following <laughs> him on that and seeing what he follows. No, I, I don't tell. mind that. It's just like I have family that would look for. Oh, like, trolling oh, you. I, no, they're, they're like, oh, I have Twitter. I want you on Twitter, but I don't want you on my account that shows what porn I'm going to like.
2: <laughs> okay, well, then I'm curious to know what you think of this. Um, again, my this is straight-up gay porn. I do think it's recording.
1: Oh, uh, yes, it is. It is, okay. Yeah,
2: he just thought our video thing isn't recording, and I see the countdown going. Okay, good. Going. Um, and we're recording on our other thing. So yes, okay, I'm curious to know what Straight Up Gay Porn just posted or on November 30th. Please stop putting hot gay porn stars in stupid POV, that's point of view, porn scenes. Meaning, so point of view, um, there's the certain porn is coming about where, you know, the camera... I kind of like it. The camera would be like, say a guy sucking off, like I'm looking at a picture right now, I um, I would show you on my screen, but this will probably go on Facebook, so I won't show you. (laughs) But I can put put it on our... Go to our website, by the way, talkaboutgaysex.com, and you'll see some of um, the links that I'll put up there. But one of them, it's essentially showing a guy with a huge cock and another guy on his knees, sucking him off, looking up. And Mm -hmm. so the point of view is of the guy... It would be as if... um, it like would look like you're video. getting... It would almost look like you're getting sucked off. Yeah. And and the boy... But the complaint is all you see is one side of it. You don't see both faces. And the the writer goes on to say that, you know, he... He says it's a little weird. And he says, I think I'm not that under sex. Like, I get sex. Yeah. I think the the reasoning... He thinks that they're doing point of view... Is that? I don't so that so. you put yourself in the position, so it I looks like you I don't think like of it like that. Like there's another one where a guy's f- straddling, he's straddling the torso and getting fucked. I guess I don't and, think of it
3: like that. I think of it as the opposite. Well, hold on, I think so it's, he's
2: straddling a torso and getting fucked, and it would be as if you're you're fucking you're looking at, you're seeing what the top's seeing. Yeah. And, and you're his whole and, and his, and you're seeing, but you're not seeing the, the <laughs> top's face at all. All you see is the torso. So it's very one dimensional. And I'm sort of in line. Like, I wouldn't mind a few of those moments yeah. interspersed with the, the whole scene where you can see both faces. And because, like, I'm not undersexed. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I feel like I don't need this to feel like ooh. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm having sex with the you know no. with this hot boy. Yeah, and I it's get, like, You
3: could take it different ways though. I don't. I <laughs> you think, don't see like, it
2: that way. No,
3: I think all the focus in this type of video, the way that POV, it's like, uh-huh. is all about the bottom, and you just like. So I think. Well, it could be probably you're the other like way. fantasizing, seeing how hot it is to see the bottom in these positions. I think, and I think that it's a dominating factor of like the fact that you don't see the face of the person who he's with in this situation. But I don't think of it as like, I guess I don't picture it to get turned on as me in it. Okay. I just think it's hot to watch from this point of view. Okay. But, I, and that's a good point of view, Jeremy. I have to be in the mood for that to watch it that way. I mean, well, there's many different things that... And
2: I think in your experience, have you seen this in videos before? Yeah. So... Is it usually the entirety of the video is in, from that perspective, or do they like cut to like. No,
3: it's literally from the start to the finish. You never ever see the person that is filming it, ever.
2: And is it always. You wow. always see their
3: dick. They usually they almost only pick guys with good dicks and like big ish dicks. And then you only see what I've seen the, the is way. Is it that, always the bottom perspective? Yes. Like,
2: or the tops perspective? It's the point tops of view? perspective on Point of per- view? Yeah. Have you ever... Is it just because you like that or... Oh, no. No, that's that's what they...
3: I think I've never seen a video the other way ever. Wow. So the way that they started out is they do like a little... I can't even believe I know. Like, it, <laughs> break every it down, Jeremy. Step. Break it down. No, so it starts out with the strip tease of them, and they're talking to them away from them at first. Okay. They're interviewing them a little bit. That part's like cheesy, and most people would fast forward it. Right. But they start to strip tease. Then they're like, "Oh, show me your hole," and all of that. And then they go after that and ask like for more. And then they <laughs> then they get close to the person, and then that's when you start to really see like it's not. It's the person interacts with the person who's wh- whoever's filming it.
2: <laughs> I just went to some other like <laughs> picture on my screen. I like picture. I put my glasses <laughs> down and now I'm looking at some guy and getting pounded and comes all over him and oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and now he's getting all hot. No, brother. I'm not
2: actually. But I'm ready for it's another not Moscow my, I know, I know. Um we I wanna take a quick break and round out the show, but um um, check out our Patreon page. Our Patreon page is our membership only platform. And we started it about a month ago and it, there's different tiers. That you can join um, everything from the $5 level all the way on up. But at each tier, membership tier, you get special perks like our dark and dirty after show, mm-hmm. my true confessional, which is like really intense stories that I've had throughout the years. But you'll also get um, hot, erratic pictures, different by, tiers of content. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you'll and get more all that
3: footage content. and juicy stuff the, every tier up.
2: Exactly, and most importantly, and this is the biggie, is that you'll be supporting. Talk about gay sex, the podcast for um, helping us continue to carry on in the level that you've come to expect, and future episodes into the into the near and so on because we want to keep doing this but we just you know, would love your support so anything you can do and, and check it out and you'll probably find something that you like particularly if you already like the show go to patreon.com forward slash talk gay sex and we'll be right back so jeremy we had somebody write in to us um you know we won't uh say their names um but uh, he was asking, I'll just read a little bit about what he was curious about. Um, mm-hmm. he wanted us to talk about straight guys, uh, straight boys, um, the, in general to talk about the idea and explore straight boys. This person ho- has always had a fantasy about hooking up with straight guys, mm-hmm. He doesn't think he's the only one. I don't think you are either. Of course not. He wanted to know if we have any friends with experience in this area or also get turned on by the idea. Yeah. He thinks that there are many different aspects of this conversation, which I think you're correct. Mm -hmm. And we'll try and tackle a little bit about it. I have something to say about it. Uh, He wondered if it was some sort of internalized homophobia on, I guess, if you did have... A hankering for straight guys—I mm, don't know about that. Is this considered a kink? Is this topic not talked about because mm-hmm. we don't want all the straight dudes to think we're hitting on them? True, I agree with that mm-hmm. um, because there is nothing worse than that. Um, and he thinks that it also might be related to people that put in their in their um, you know apps straight acting, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about that on the show, and I think that's sort of a different thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just natural in general that, you know, certainly when I was younger, there were, we've t- I've talked about it on the show several times, it wasn't like there was a ton of gay role models, Yeah, and so there was certainly gay porn out there, but, you know, coming from a Catholic upbringing and not having a lot of examples in the 70s and 80s... Um, And knowing that I had feelings for men as early as in the seventies, my only examples were other straight and I'm
3: Of course I know they were straight just
2: because they liked women. And Mm -hmm. I was I told people before I was on the gymnastic team and all my teammates, you know, would just talk about, you know, girls and this and that. And so but meanwhile I was looking at my my, you know, gymnast friends. And I had a thing for them. And so I just think it was natural because I didn't think. And I also thought because there was no examples of it and because of the Catholic upbringing, yeah. I didn't have any examples. So, of course, I, a lot of my early infatuations were all with straight guys. But I don't know if it was just that I want, wanted to turn them into gay because I didn't know that I was gay. I just knew that I was attracted to them and they happened to be straight. But, mm-hmm. So do you, does that make sense? Yeah,
3: I would agree with that. I mean, I would I would say that uh, I've always found it really hot. I guess the idea of like playing with trouble a little bit, mm-hmm. and I also think uh, the idea of being able to push that boundary or level a little bit too, as in like somebody that calls themselves straight or considers themselves straight, but then you're able to like take it to another level, right? And it is fun we can admit or at least i can admit that it is fun when you do get in those situations where you can be a little playful but like there are some if there are some boundaries and the flirting is like fun i it's it's risky i it's always been something that i've been a little nervous about but i have also always been turned on by it like i definitely have a thing for guys that consider themselves straight and I form a huge crush on, and I've had that since I was little. But I don't know if I'm so hung up on the fact that they call themselves straight. It just so happens that I'm attracted to them.
2: Like, right. Or so, they fall more into that category. Yeah. It's not like they're running off yeah, to the gay Yeah, but it's not and, like, oh,
3: they're so bro, and that's the reason why I like them. Or right. it's not because they have a girlfriend that that's why I want them. It's usually like on an individual basis of something that I got turned on by. But I do have an interesting story about uh, about somebody that I was intimate with, like back in the day when I was younger, and I did almost get like the shit beat out of me because he had problems with being homophobic.
2: Oh, but so you, how did you guys meet?
3: So we met on Adam for Adam, OK. And it was a setup of like, uh, it was always a sleepover. At oh. his place in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. And I was young, and he was a composer, and he was pretty young too. And uh, I think at the time I was probably like 20 or 21. Wow. And so he, very young. And he was uh, probably 28 or 30. And uh, he had his own place in Hell's Kitchen, and it would literally be the same thing every time. But something about it turned me on because it was that level of toying with something that is a little like you did. So what did you do? That was literally it would be a sleepover every time, and it would be it would start with cuddling, and he he would say he had a girlfriend and he was straight and but he was just dating girls. It was never like a specific girlfriend that he like would have sleep at his apartment or whatever, whatever excuses I made for myself (laughs) at the time to say this was all right. But anyways, so every time it was a sleepover, and then we would uh, strip clothes and just like spoon naked. And I would spoon him and then we'd like fondle each other and play around. Well, every time, it intensified. And I it would be like maybe once every other two or three weeks. Okay. But it would be the same thing every time. And it, what is interesting about this story in general was that every time when I would get to his apartment, he would say, I just took a sleeping pill and kind of make it seem to himself like I was the one taking advantage of him Ugh. in the situation to justify in his head that he's still straight He still likes women and men is just, I'm just sleeping over like a friend or whatever. That's exhausting though on his level. So it was fun for me because it was just playful and he, I, you were young. I found him really sexy too. And so clearly uh, you,
2: you kept going back. So I mean, obviously there was something about him. Exactly.
3: So, and every time it was just the same exact thing. I took a sleeping pill bullshit story. We'd, the lights would go, like we'd put the lights out right when I get there or like soon after. We'd get in bed and then play around. Well, then it led to more where he would let me like slide inside him, or like it could be raw playing, and he enjoyed that too. So then it was like a little bit more intimate on that level because it wasn't just like jerking off or being playful in that sense. And then one time after we fucked, he like just wasn't okay with it. And like, got really aggressive with me, and that was when I was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna go home." Wow. Yeah. And it was like one of those uh, awkward situations where I was kind of stuck because, like, he wasn't gonna let me leave either. Right. And I was young and impressionable, and I was like, just trying to keep myself safe and try to try and act the most calm in that situation because he was literally gonna beat the shit out of me. He was. He was saying to me like scarily. He was saying like. What would you do if I did beat the shit out of you right now? And stuff like that. And yeah. then I was like, oh, that's so then my whole fantasy, like not about every straight guy, but about, about that this one. situation was completely over and done. Like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't entertain it again. I would never go back. But, in, no, and that's in just that creepy time, too, yeah. because
2: he clearly was, I mean, that whole game of I'm taking a sleeping pill. I mean, roll the (laughs) eyes. I mean, the other part of it is just it reminds me of some straight men that they're so routine and so blah and so boring that it would make sense that it would be just so routine like that. And those stories like that make me – I'm happy with my gay side because – Gays are a little bit more creative and yeah, inventive to switch and, it up like we're yeah. like oh
3: let's go to the uh, like I said Something Central Park else. or whatever or like Yeah, your goals, your sex goals bathroom, for this year. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly or Brooklyn Bridge or whatever. Like that fun that stuff is fun but Right. I guess uh maybe But you were young
2: uh, and impressionable at that yeah. time. But that's also then the creepy side where he had this nut loose in him. Yeah. That who knew he was kind of a walking. Team I bomb. I could
3: tell that he was defensive and would deny any anything about Ugh. being intimate with men, which was interesting. Just because you're getting fucked raw and like you just you love it, but there's no talking about it. So there right. wasn't ever we never had like discussion about anything that had to do with sexual at all which is interesting
2: of course not yeah because if he doesn't identify as that exactly it's so that would be one thing to always consider and I've certainly had my experience I, I've i typically as you know Jeremy I've always had somewhat of those close friendships yeah. that are like Hmm. They, is it Steve's they, friend? Or they is cross it? over that line. Yes, a little bit. I've always. Yeah. I'm, I'm. kind of over those now yeah. because they, they're a project and it's work. The one advice I would give is that you can have great friendships with guys that are maybe you know identify as straight or are gender you know they're not really claiming gay or straight. Mm-hmm. They're just somewhere in the middle, and as long as you can keep it, your just your friendship, yeah. and if it does somehow go there allow it to go there don't yeah. expect too much is yeah. what i would suggest because totally. in my experience i've had one to you know we've had yeah, an experience i've
3: said i've told you so in we've been in those situations before where like i guess everybody enjoys it and it's like hunky dory and it's fun and it's great and then it goes sour and it's like Well, you and I enjoyed once with the dancer
2: before, and it was very pleasurable. And Mm -hmm. we were kind of in different rooms and had him at different moments in the evening. And I've had, and he, I think once he expressed he's bisexual, but he's also has a girlfriend. So who knows exactly where he stands on the whole spectrum, Mm -hmm. but definitely that. All those experiences with him have been positive and and they're light and
3: Well, they're safe and fun and like I've had and lighthearted. Yeah. But
2: then I mean I've had also had the
3: same thing similar to my situation where
2: like you feel a little bit in danger and like at risk. Mm -hmm. And you never knew when he was gonna you know he was a walking time bomb Mm -hmm. at times. And the one you're referencing Just my feelings. I got too involved, I think, with him. Yeah. And it just, I ended up getting crushed a little bit about that whole experience. And Mm -hmm. I knew there was probably feelings on his end too. Yeah. But when there's. He was
3: able to just throw it aside and be like, fuck it.
2: So I think from a hotness factor, fantasies and like I used to have back in the day with other gymnasts and so forth, are all healthy, but they can drive you crazy at some point. definitely. Um, and then if you find somebody like that dancer guy that we both the the, the one dancer, the mm-hmm. first one that we mentioned, yeah. where it's light, it's fun, there was some sexual activity that happened. Yeah. I don't think he ever got hard, but he certainly allowed us to And he's
3: comfortable he was like okay and, comfortable. and yeah,
2: yeah. I haven't made out with him before. Yeah. And he was comfortable with all that. And so it was sort of light and mm-hmm. we still see him around and yeah. he's great. But then on other times I've had where, you know, your feelings, your, my personal feelings get too involved. Mm-hmm. It, there is a strong friendship going and you're like on. you're, let
3: down, too.
2: Yes. And you never know when they're leading you on too much. And I think mm-hmm. they are at times. And it can just get a little muddled. And yeah. in the end, if somebody isn't comfortable with their sexuality, but they're sort of, you're spending time with them. Yeah. Albeit a lot of time, maybe if it's not sexual, but if they're not there yet, you might not ever get them to where you might want them exactly. to be. Exactly, and, and that's and the so part that's
3: the project. I mean, it's that's a project, like the work and it can be and frustrating, yeah. and it can
2: hurt, crush you, you know, on so many emotional levels. And so, I would just, in my experience, and I've had different, various experiences, and it sounds like you have too, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. That just cautiously go into those you know yeah. fantasies are great yeah and certainly they. but keep sometimes us going. they have
3: a limit of they they won't pan out exactly like with a fantasy i think in your head the sky is the limit right but they're not actually it, that's not how they usually work they usually pan out like uh, with any specific person they back pedal a little bit with things i've noticed like when they they'll get comfortable with one thing and then uncomfortable with two right so in terms of entertaining straight men in more than just a friendship it's will i think always be a project and always be work and it's like maybe you are just better off with like if you really are looking for something serious just Find somebody that's comfortable with also being gay. Right. I, I, I believe that. But if, or if you it's are, a hookup, but if, if you're just. If you just... want to have fun with the whole thing, then so be it. But it's definitely. at. I'm at a point too where I'm not right, about putting up with all that bullshit. I
2: think and... if it's just a hookup and you don't even know, like you just meet somebody yeah. on an app or you meet somebody randomly out and they just happen to be randomly going out too. And you don't know, they, they fit the bill on... Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> they fit the bill on an attraction level sexually, yeah. but y- you didn't have a chance to really talk it over. Maybe you spend the night and you find out. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. I think that kind of playing around, because who knows when you do meet people when you're out, like where they fall on. But also just make sure you're safe. because And I make mean, sure you're safe on... You're yeah, right. Of you course. You can jeopardize, like... You should just be safe in general yeah. when you go home with people. Yeah. Because... Believe me, there could be gay guys that are you know, nuts <laughs> psychos too. Yeah. So, yeah, that really has nothing. That's it, true. it goes on both. Yeah. but it's really, you know, but to take it to the next level to find, I think it's a lot of work, and and in my mind, you know, I'm sort of like you, staying away from yeah. it. We will talk more about this um, um, person that wrote in. I'm sure we just scratched the surface. There's more to Dive into, and I'm sure if you have anybody or anybody out there has your story with a straight encounter or straight boys, however that means to you, We'd please love write to into us. Yeah, you can write into all our social media at Talk About Gay Sex, um, direct message us, and we will we'll talk about it. So. In the meantime, happy holidays, Jeremy.
3: Happy holidays. Happy belated
2: birthday. Thank you. Let's continue drinking our Moscow mules. Yes, definitely. And don't um, miss our dark and dirty after show today. We're going to talk about some hot sex recent experiences. Um, Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex to find out about that. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay gay sex. sex.